Hello, and welcome to another episode of Norboard's Builder Insights Podcast. Builder Insights is your best source of information on new building techniques, materials, tools, and codes. Keep up to date with the latest developments as well as tips and tricks that will save you time and money on the job site. And now, Builder Insights. The following podcast is part of a series recorded live at the 2017 International Builders Show in Orlando. Listen to industry experts, fellow builders, and association members as they share their perspective on current trends and the struggles they face in the industry. They also share resources for framers and builders to help them save money and time. We hope you find these short conversations beneficial and that you like, share, and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Today we are, we're talking with Steve Mickley, Executive Director of the American Institute of Building Design, and also the, the President of the, uh, the AIBD, Kevin Holdridge. Our topic is the advantage of using certified professional building designer. Let's start off, Steve, by, and Steve and, and Kevin, you guys can choose who wants to go first. Talk a little bit about yourselves and how did you guys come to the, uh, to the AIBD and, and a little history on yourself, a little background. I um, began as a design-build builder during the recession of the 1990s, which I'm showing my age, was able to make a choice uh, as to whether or not I would continue building or not. And I chose to go design full time. Mm -hmm. And I came across a, an opportunity to design a house in a community, PGA National in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Huh. And they required that you either be a licensed architect or a certified professional building designer to design homes in their community. So that was my first uh, introduction to the uh, opportunity of even becoming certified. So I pursued that, became certified. Through the years, became a very active member. I drank a lot in those days and was very uh, outspoken. So when the opportunity to, to uh, be the CEO of the organization came along, they're all like, okay, now it's time for you to either put up or shut up. And So for the last 12 years, I've been managing the association with a great group of people that Really have a, a great story to tell, and I'm happy to have Kevin here uh, with us today to, to help do that with me. Kevin, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to the IBD? Yeah, I started out, uh, always loved home design. Started out as an art major in high school. Had a child at a very young age, so going to architecture school wasn't in the cards for me. I went to design school, came out, and worked for a builder for a few years, and really tried to get started in the building design industry. Um, I hooked up with a great firm and uh, worked for them for years, and I was introduced to AIBD, and I started going to the meetings and started meeting some of the people and uh, really learned a lot about the business, learned a lot about the design, and then I started my own company in uh, 2007, and I've been doing, been in this industry for over 20 years now. Really, once I started my company, the networking and the information I've gotten from all the members in the organization really benefited my company, the way I do business, uh, how I design homes. Being involved on a national level, I, I can share that, and I still learn from, from all the great members that we have nationwide. So. Fantastic. Well, let's, let's get right into the meat of it. Uh, Steve, we're going to start with you. Can you uh, tell us a little history of the AIBD? Well, the American Institute of Building Design started in California in 1950 as the UDA, the United Designers Association. Mm -hmm. It grew rather quickly through a, a chapter system that they had throughout the state of California. 
And uh, sometime in the early 70s, I think it was, they started discovering that there were other states, Washington, Oregon, <laughs> Texas, that had been doing the same thing. Yep. So in, uh, I believe it was 1978, we became a federation. And uh, all these other state organizations then formed the American Institute of Building Design. Since then, we've turned into just purely a national organization that's run by its members. And now we're back to that uh, grassroots um, chapter type setting that we have where Kevin has a chapter in Charlotte and I have one in Palm Beach and uh, some of the other members in the audience have, you know, uh, chapters in their towns. Uh, so what training or education is required to become a certified professional building designer? Believe it or not, technically, according to our policies, none. <laughs> okay. Um, and that kind of follows um, real life because... Here in the state of Florida, you don't have to have an architectural license to design houses. Really? Really. Houses and townhouses. And so, theoretically, anybody that's walking through this building today could have a business card made up and become a building designer You're tomorrow. Me. Wow. So we provide the certification that helps the consumer know whether or not this person has certain knowledge, skills, or abilities. You know, we believe that the consumer should have that right to be able to choose who it is that they want design their home, yeah. but by providing these resources, uh, it helps the consumer be more educated and it helps the professional work at a higher level themselves. But as you probably are aware, the building codes are very complicated. Yes. A set of working drawings takes a lot of uh, knowledge and skill to prepare. Mm -hmm. uh, so there, there is... Um, Especially in a state like Florida where there's the high wind codes, right? High wind or in California where you have seismic. North Carolina where you're building on 45-degree hills in the mountains. Wow. So, yeah, there, there is a lot of knowledge and skill that's necessary. But uh, the qualifications for somebody that's working in the industry to become a certified professional building designer is six years of experience. Right now we require that they submit their portfolio for review. Then we... Uh, pretty much use that to evaluate their experience. And then they go through, uh, I believe it's like 11 hours of testing, different categories like architectural history and building sciences, you know, residential structural design. So there's no real, I mean, if you have some education, if you've got a four-year degree in uh, interior design, architectural technology, or engineering, it's easier, uh, you can imagine. apply that towards your, right. your, your uh, required experience, right. uh, but you're still going to have to have that portfolio put together and, and right. submitted. So why should an individual or home builder choose an AIBD building designer versus hiring an architect? Well, it's not really, a, uh, it's not really why they should choose. It's important that they know that they can. Okay. Um, like I said, in, in Florida, you don't have to be licensed to design houses. Uh, if we were designing a building like we're sitting in today, that would have to be done by a licensed architect. But as you move throughout the country, all but just a couple states have those same exemptions in the architectural laws allowing people to design homes and in some cases, you know, up to 15 or 20,000 square foot commercial buildings without an architectural license. We want uh, the uh, public to know that there is an option that you can hire another professional that isn't necessarily uh, titled an architect. Mm -hmm. But if you do, you're going to want to ask certain questions. And one right. of them is, is are you certified by the American Institute of Building Design? Because we're the only program that um, has done a job analysis and identified the skills and, and knowledge necessary to be able to do what we do on a daily basis. And we test for that.
So would you say there's a there's a cost savings using a, a certified building designer versus an architect, or is it really more comfort level with the customer, the consumer? I think it's going to be a case-by-case basis. When okay. you go to our website, aibd.org, there's an opportunity for consumers to download a little 12- or 16-page booklet that we've put together titled Your Guide to Residential Design Specialists. Oh, fantastic. And it talks about how to uh, interview the person that you're going to be working with because it's somebody that uh, if they're going to help you through the process, help you choose the materials, help do job site observations, you might be working with them for a year. Yep. And uh, so it's it's about, you know, talking to more than one designer, interviewing them. Asking the right questions. Asking the right yep. questions, and, and hopefully we're, we're helping with our guide and providing that kind of resource. Fantastic. So we're going to move over to you now, Kevin. Do AIBD certified designers simply drop plans and hand them over, or are they actively involved throughout the process? Uh, can you give us an example? Yeah, I think uh, for the most part there's a case-by-case basis. I know our firm offers a add-on feature, an a la carte service, where we try to build a team around your your house so that we save you money during construction. So we're talking with the builder, we're talking with the homeowner, um, having those type meetings. Once the plans are done, engineered, we have all the structural plans put together, a lot of times we do go out to the job site we're to review make sure that everything's being built as per plan. Mm -hmm. But we do have a a la carte service where we'll go through and have our engineers do framing inspections and and things like that uh, to be able to sit through meetings and help them select windows, help them select trim, flooring, different items like that. We try to handle a lot of that during the specification writing while we're doing the plan. So if they want to have a transition between a thick tile and a hardwood, and it's not going to flush out, then we'll drop the floor system or we'll use a yeah. smaller piece of, of structure there to make sure that it all meshes together. So we really work with with the client and the builder as a, pro, as a team right from the get-go. And I think a lot of the firms and a lot of the uh, certified designers in our organizations do similar similar okay. things like that. So they have a, a sort of a project management component. A lot of them offer uh, what's called a site observation um, okay. add-on. So do they also assist in getting building permits? There again, sometimes. Sometimes okay. it's easier as you go through the process to have the builder fill out all the paperwork, have the builder pull the permit. In certain cases, it's easier for us to do it. I, I would say there again, on a case-by-case basis, that's an, a service that we could do. Do they or can they assist in finding the trades required to build? There again, as you put this team around a project, yeah. you know, we're looking at looking at different specification levels and looking at how the team works to well together. So for instance, as an example, we'll have a pre-construction meeting with our builder and the homeowner and go through the systems and say, okay, well, our HVAC system is designed, our plumbing system is designed. Do we have any framing issues? Are there return errors and are there chases that need to be put in? Are there uh, framing issues uh, that the plumber sees? Or do they need a conduit pipe through the foundation wall? Anything like that that we can add to the drawing so it's not a change order later or an unforeseen cost to the builder later. So do consumers have, are there tools on your website for consumers to go and learn not just about uh, you know the process and how to, to identify a designer, but also help them find trades or is that is it simply just the the uh, the designer that you guys provide the assistance with just the designer we don't have any links to 
to trades. Uh, we do have a lot of members that are design build builders or just builders themselves that may be available if they did a search, but, but mostly we're focusing on promoting, you know, the residential design professional. That's right. our mission. And, and lastly, last question, Kevin, is the AIBD made up of only large offices? Uh, because that may make people feel uncomfortable. I think our overall demographic is small shops, um, okay. one-man operations, uh, maybe a couple, maybe one or two employees. Some of, a lot of them are just one-man operations. We do have firms that have, that are members that have bigger firms, yeah, and and maybe offer a little bit more. The my firm, I have three or four employees, and at, from time to time, and we're able to get a lot more production done. But I, I do see, wouldn't you agree, that there's a majority of our members are small shops? I would agree because um, it seems like most of the work that our membership produces is the custom single-family home. Right. Uh, and some fantastic work. We have an awards program every year called the Residential, uh, the, the American Residential Design Awards, ARDA for short. <laughs> Quality of the work that keeps getting recognized through that program and it's not really a competition i think i might have used the word competition but it's really a, just a, a recognition program where mm. the judges kind of set a, a level and anything that is good well designed uh well presented and solves the client's program or or problems that they were trying to solve then we recognize it and then we take that group of people that have done well and that's when the competition comes in, right. where we'll have like overall winners in, in certain categories. But most of the what what's being produced is on that that level right with the homeowner. Right. Uh, the big firms that I've observed are the ones that are working for you know the Pulteys, the U.S. Homes, the right. uh, Coulters, you know that might come into a community and do four or five hundred homes all at once using a, a basis of three or four models. Right. And we have members that do that. Uh, we have members that do remodeling and some light commercial. As I had mentioned before, there's some states that will allow us to do some office oh, wow. buildings and restaurants. Kind of a gamut there, you know, and also stock plans. You may have seen, like, when you visit your Home Depot yeah. and you're checking out, there's magazines full of house plans. So you guys um, are doing that too? A lot of our members wow. are, are not only the ones producing the plans that are in them, but some of our members are the publishers that are uh, publishing them in, in magazine form, which is kind of going away, I guess. And, and a lot of the plans now are just purchased online. It's like right. you can choose your house and have a PDF sent to you the same day, and wow. you're off and running. Besides this podcast, what, are, what other kinds of things are you guys doing to promote the IBD? Uh, we go to last, last summer we went to New Orleans went out to the Association of School Counselors um, as we saw that there's a hole in the education system where a lot of the two-year trade schools are going away from residential design and a lot of the architecture schools don't even mention residential design. Um, so we're trying to fill that hole in the education market to better educate our members, people that want to come into our industry on how to do it and, and how to do it right. The overwhelming response to that event was that nobody really realized that that was a problem. And, and we see it as business owners that it's very hard for us to hire people because there's very limited um, experiences out right. there. Um, it's more of an interest and a willing to learn and, yeah. and a, a mentorship. Fantastic. 
Anything else you want to add, we, Steve? Yeah, we just uh, 30 minutes ago did a presentation on the IBS 2017 live stage. Uh, we nice. have a uh, component within our organization called the High Performance Homes Team, and they did some educational presentations on how to create a tiny or a small energy-efficient home. Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw one. There's one out in the in the lot, right, just outside the building here, I think. There's a uh, tiny home. There is. There's one here in the building, too. It's the high-performance yeah, the zone, high-performance <laughs> home zone, I think it's called. Uh, it was our high-performance homes team that designed the lab yeah. that you can go to the shore, uh, flow, show floor and, yeah. and actually walk through it. Uh, they've got parts of the walls open so you can see how it was insulated, how it was framed. Oh, wow. and uh, So we do a lot of uh, projects like that. And past shows, we've done show houses uh, that you could go out and, and visit that we've designed. We have conferences ourselves, uh, three or four of those a year in different parts of the country. We have uh, what's called design and build days at universities and high schools. Oh, where great idea. We come in for one day and, and uh, just basically with the help of the International Code Council and IDS and, and a lot of the other organizations that we partner with, they come in and we all just talk about what the opportunities are in the design and construction industries for people of that generation. Fantastic. We also try every com every time we have a conference to do give back to the community somehow, um, working whether it's working with a furniture bank or Habitat for Humanity or uh, trying to get our members to come out for the day and uh, volunteer some time to help those organizations also. Good idea. That's uh, Unless you have anything else to add, I think that wraps it up. No, thanks, David, Fantastic. for uh, chatting with us today. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Pleasure. Pleasure. Thanks. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll hope to see you again soon. And uh, thanks again for uh, joining us on the podcast today. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. That concludes this installment of Norboard's Builder Insights Podcast. You'll find more of the same great content on our blog, including show notes and links to additional information. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing, liking, and subscribing on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.